0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of in bloom podcast or welcome if you're new my name is abby oh i just butchered it abby weinstein i was trying to pronounce it or not pronounce it announce it and it just came out of my mouth wrong but my name is abby weinstein that feels so crazy to say i literally just got married three days ago and i'm recording this podcast in between the wedding and the honeymoon and i know most of you all already know that With if you've been here before and if you've listened before, but if you're new here, I did just get married on New Year's Eve and I have pre recorded pretty much everything that's been going up the last few weeks and then that is going up while I'm on my honeymoon. And then this one's going to go up kind of the right the day after I get home from the honeymoon. But I wanted to go ahead and pre record it before the honeymoon so that I could still have it come out at the same time as usual on Monday because I knew there was no way in hell i would be recording a podcast the day i got back from our honeymoon so wanted to go ahead and do it now but first and foremost i just want to say thank you so much to all of you who do follow the podcast and who have been you know dming me responding to my stories and everything on my personal instagram just hyping me up and showing so much support and love for our wedding day i could literally sit here and talk about it like every second of the rest of my life if i wanted to um obviously i will spare you all that but i will definitely be doing a lot of wedding content um on my personal like social media and on youtube and everything when we are back from the honeymoon because i just i've been vlogging i've like the whole really week leading up to the wedding and i just kind of have very random footage I've been sharing on my Instagram stories. I'm really just trying to share as much as I can to really help any other brides out because I mean, I didn't really follow anybody that had bridal content and that's, you know, my own fault, I guess, but I did save a ton of different tips and everything. And I used a lot of the stuff that I saw on social media and I want to share like what worked out really well for us and all that good stuff. So definitely make sure you're following me on my Instagram if you're interested in any of that or if you just like to see wedding content, um, it will be there. I don't really know if I'm going to be doing anything wedding-specific on the podcast. I will probably do a some sort of episode. I don't really know if I – I feel like for some reason that wedding tips a any piece long-form piece of content about that. I just have a feeling that that might be better on YouTube for some reason. Um, so I'm thinking maybe like a wedding recap where we can like recap the timeline and just walk through the day of. If that's something you're interested in, damn me, let me know. I can do something like that on the podcast. We'll see. And also, excuse my voice, it's not gone, but it's definitely not as normal as it normally is. So I probably sound a little hoarse, but it's all good. We're going to get this episode going. I planned this episode before the wedding, so we're going to jump into it and everything. But like I said, um, thank you so much for all the love and support. And I truly can't believe the day is over. Um, It's crazy, but I am so thankful for it. But before we get started, y'all know we like to get going in the episode with a quote of the week and a goal that I share and then a piece of gratitude. And my quote is, we cannot shame ourselves into change, we can only love ourselves into evolution. And I absolutely love this quote. I saw this when I was planning the episode last week and I was just like, that's like such a good mantra to have for 2024, especially if you're really trying to focus on making any changes, lasting changes, especially in your life. And I definitely feel as though I have approached ch- change in the past with a shame-based mindset. So looking at my the things I want to change and why I want to change and how I want to change and the basis of all of that being based in shame. And I don't feel as though that creates as effective change, I guess you could say, it just doesn't last as long, not as sustainable. And I think that loving ourselves into a process of change and, you know, being patient with ourselves is a much more sustainable and effective approach and, you know, for just shaming yourself into or out of something you know, it's not going, it's going to create a lot of friction between you and that thing, rather than being something that you're wanting to free fall into and something that you're wanting to take a leap of faith into, if that makes sense. So I just really love that quote for a different perspective on when it came to change in 2024. So the next thing I want to get into is the goal of the week. And with leaving on our honeymoon tomorrow, I just really want to be very, very present and just soak up every minute that we have together on this trip it's just so funny like literally since getting married which I mean I I felt this way before we got married but you know once you get married I don't know what it is but you just like I'm literally like oh I don't want to leave Griffin's side like I just want him to be with me everywhere and I guess it's you know that honeymoon phase feeling or whatever but I don't know I just feel such a high form of bliss and I'm on like cloud nine right now just really on a high after the wedding and I really want to soak up this time together because it's in our six years of dating this is our first vacation alone together and I'm really looking forward to that I mean we've gone on trips together before but it's we've been like staying at family's houses or friends houses when we've done that so I'm really looking forward to it and I'm really just looking forward to relaxing. We have some fun excursion-based things going on, but we also, you know, are definitely going to be relaxing a lot and I think it's something both of us really need and I especially need it after coming off of a very, very busy year with my full-time job that I just recently quit as y'all know and planning a wedding for 15 months and the holiday season and just so much social over not even overwhelm overwhelm in the best way but just so much social stimulation with being around literally all of our favorite people wedding weekend and also just with our the the holiday season it's you know going to be really special for us to have some time together so I really want to be present and I'm really going back and forth with the whole concept of like vlogging our honeymoon I really Want to document the experience for the memories for us, just because, as being a content creator, and I've been a content creator on YouTube specifically for a long time. Documenting things through video is my favorite thing to do. I absolutely love doing it to have it to look back on. So I think we, I we will definitely film things. I just don't really know if I'm going to be publishing it or not because you know obviously there's some things that we want to keep private, but it's, you know, I feel like I'd really just want to vlog where we go, what we do, where we stay, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't want to be like talking to the camera. You know what I mean? I just really want to document where we're at, but maybe I can just, you know, get some sort of little montage together, but I'm really struggling with deciding whether or not I'm going to be like, kind of posting in real time like on Instagram stories like am I gonna be sharing like what we're doing and everything which definitely not in real time everything will probably be like a day delayed if I do that Um, but maybe I can just like take like 20 minutes in the morning to do that and then just like not be on my phone the rest of the day and I'm really trying to go back and forth I'm going back and forth in my head about all of that just because I feel like if I wait till after we get back from the honeymoon um, it's just gonna be I don't know I I feel like it's gonna be so far past the wedding at that point point and after the honeymoon that I just feel like the con nobody's gonna care for the content and I know that's just me in my head saying that to myself but I definitely want to share you know what we get to do and everything like that so I definitely will on Instagram for sure I just don't really know if I'm gonna be doing a YouTube video but we're taking a GoPro with us so we'll definitely like be able to get some footage and everything and I'm looking forward to that but I've just really I was so unplugged from social media like the whole week before the wedding and the day of the wedding and then honestly even like the two days after the wedding I just didn't even want to get on like social media I mean one before the wedding I was so busy that I just couldn't even sit on social media for like more than like five minutes so I was just getting on you know here and there and I was trying to post like what I was doing leading up to the wedding just to kind of like keep you guys to follow along with me and everything and keep that in there but Overall, I felt like I was just so unplugged and it was so nice because I helped with it or I felt like it helped with me being able to be super, super present, especially the day of. One of my bridesmaids took my phone the day of and she just kind of, you know, got pictures and videos throughout the day on my phone so that I didn't have to worry about it and that so I wouldn't, you know, really get on my phone and it was just so nice. So I'm, I don't know, I kind of want to carry that into the honeymoon too and just be like super present because I think getting on your phone and social media is like really pulls you out of the moment so and my gratitude is obviously just for the having just the best wedding day I could have ever asked for I mean initially right after the wedding I was literally like it was which I still believe that it was perfect and everything was great I mean I ended up learning after the wedding about some hiccups and some things that did go wrong but it's nice that like I wasn't really told about it the day of so I actually really appreciate that because it definitely, it wouldn't have necessarily stressed me out the day of, but it would have been a little bit of like a letdown and a bummer. But just a few hiccups with, we had like a, a one of our cakes we didn't get, like we were supposed to get a sheet cake that served to like 60 people and we didn't get it. And I was I, like, so many people kept telling me they didn't didn't eat cake. And I was like, literally why? And they were just like, it just didn't really get you know, I started getting passed out, but then I never really like finished getting passed out, I guess. But it was because we quite literally didn't have enough, um, because we didn't get one of our sheet cakes. But I didn't find out about that until the day after, which was definitely a big bummer. Um, we did get refunded for it, like the one we didn't get, but I mean, obviously that's a bummer, but much worse things could have happened. And then there were just some other smaller things, um, just related to guests and just like the overall, not overall but just guess, and then like the um a few like timeline little hookups but that honestly it, none of it was bad it was just things that weren't necessarily what we would have expected I guess but literally wouldn't I mean as of right now I'm just like I truly wouldn't have changed a thing I mean it just was the best day of my life hands down and just like filled with so much love the highest form of bliss that I could ever imagine a human can experience and I am trying not to cry right now thinking about it. I have cried probably at least like 10 times every day since the wedding, and I'm just very emotional over it because it's such a mix of emotions. You know, you're feeling the highest form of bliss and happiness ever, and you're just filled with so much love and gratitude. And on top of that, you're also feeling, you know, very, very bittersweet because it's all of this hard work that went into one day and then it's you know over so so quickly and you just want to relive it every single day over and over again and you know I keep telling Griffin I'm like can we get married again and he was like I mean with what that implies it means we have to you know like basically that would imply us no and not being together and then having to get back together so he was like no but we can do all the fun part um so I'm just like, it was just so much fun and being able to see so many of my friends that I haven't seen in so long, um, was just so incredible and family that I don't get to see often and just all of our people being in one place. It's truly just something that makes us both so, so happy. And I, everything just turned out so much better than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, I, you, you go into your wedding day, especially if you do a lot of the planning yourself, like I did, and you just cross your fingers and hope that everything Turns out good and looks good, and I was just blown away. Like when I walked into the venue once it was set up, and we did like a first look with our reception space, and I just was over the moon with how everything looked. So I couldn't be more happy with our wedding day overall. And you know things happened, but much worse things could have happened. So I'm very thankful for the way everything went and all the people who were a part of it and helped make it happen. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode which I haven't even told y'all what we're talking about yet but I wanted to share sort of five things to focus on to help you become your best self in 2024 and really just help you level up um, in 2024 and you know you can do this now you can do this in six months you can do this whenever you desire but I truly think that a lot of these things are things that I'm really trying to work on in 2024 but some of these things I have done in past years and I have found that they've been very helpful for my overall just existence I guess you could say when it comes to like your overall day-to-day life and how you are showing up for yourself and living your day-to-day life so the very first thing I wanted to touch on is to identify focal pillars for the year and I think this is especially helpful if you don't even know where to start when it comes to goal planning and resolutions so ideally, these are areas of life that you want to devote most of your time and energy to in an effort to improve that area of your life. So for example, if you know I would I would just set a number of pillars that you want to focus on and in the content creation spaces influencers, we typically do this with like our talent managers, you know they kind of say, what are your three pillars of content that you want to focus on so maybe that's beauty fashion lifestyle whatever you can kind of do the same thing as just a person going about their everyday life what pillars what categories and areas of life do I want to focus on in this new year or in this month and you could like I said this doesn't have to be a new year thing this can be a any time of year thing but I think it's especially helpful if you just need somewhere to start when it comes to brainstorming habits for a new year or setting goals or resolutions it can really help you start from you know a very broad perspective and narrow yourself down into some really good goals and resolutions so like I said ideally these are areas of life that you will be and you plan to be devoting most of your time and energy into so that you can improve them in some way and those pillars could be you know your social life it could be relationships it could be um, finances it could be career it could be wellness it could be gosh I mean it could be so many different things it could be hobbies it could be your relationship with yourself spirituality whatever you want it to be and once you identify what what those are I think if you can sit down and ask yourself the why behind why you're including each of those pillars as focal points for the year it really gives you a purpose in devoting your time and energy to those things because we all know that we're not going to be motivated 24-7 to work on our goals and implement new habits into our routine but when you identify a why for something it's so so beneficial to just kind of keep in your back pocket for those days where your motivation is low and you can't really rely on that or discipline, and you're just kind of having to force yourself to do it on the days that you don't even want to do it and ha- knowing the why really just is also really beneficial because it's going to make it very personal to you and it can also help because you may find that when you're setting this is something I'm very guilty of when I'm setting my goals and resolutions I a lot of times will look on social media for inspiration and I'll look on Pinterest for inspiration and I find that sometimes I end up choosing things because maybe they seem to just be a very common thing that other people are focusing on for that year or maybe they're just an overall very common goal to set and i just don't really say i haven't really selected much for myself so i'm like yeah i guess i'll try that one too but when i sit down and ask myself okay why am i including this as a focal pillar for this new year if i don't have an answer that is you know related in answer to the why question that is related to bettering myself or improving something in my life or helping out the people around me in my life then it probably doesn't need to be a focal pillar you know maybe it's something that you reassess at another time but maybe don't put it as a focal pillar for the time being if you can't really give yourself a true reason why it is on there for you because that's my issue. I I, sometimes I just tend to put things on. I'm like, Oh, it looks like a lot of people are like really trying to work on this this year. That seems like to be a common theme. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that too, I guess. But then if I sit down and I don't really have a true reason why I'm doing it outside of the fact that other people are doing it, It probably shouldn't be in there. You know what I mean? And then after you ask yourself why, I think another thing you can do to really drill down even further. So we started with the pillars and then we asked ourselves, why are these things our pillars? And then now we're going to ask ourselves, how are we going to focus on each of these pillars as focal points throughout the year? And this is going to really be the brainstorming process. It's going to help you brainstorm the tangible and actionable ways in which you can take steps to actively focus on these pillars. So, this is where you start brainstorming the l- literal the things you will be doing in order to focus on these pillars. So, if one of your goals is or one of your pillars for the year is your health and wellness, then and you ask yourself why and it's say your why is so that you can, you know, just be your best self and feel your best when you show up and go to work every day and in your relationship and have energy to do things outside of your job basically that was a big reason why I really focused on my health and wellness in 2023 was so that I would have energy to you know wedding plan outside of my working hours so that I would have an, a, a, an outlet for all the stress that I had from my job and I asked myself okay how am I going to focus on each of these pillars throughout the year I can't integrate a fitness routine if I'm not sleeping enough. So I started saying, I'm going to start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. So that was one of my house. And then I was like, I'm going to find a workout that I really feel excited to go to. I'm not going to feel excited to go to it every day, but most days, I truly want to go to and I'm just going to focus on that. Instead of trying to force myself to do what's popular on social media, I we don't all have to be Pilates princesses, you know, like that's not it's not going to be for everybody. And I found something that worked for me, so I focused on going to those classes and you know, I brainstormed found some recipes that I really liked that I could make that, you know, really check the boxes when it comes to nutritional value. So those were some of my house and that really helps you create this little toolbox of things that you can do cons- on a consistent basis as habits in your day-to-day life that are going to help you achieve that goal. So, whatever your pillar may be or whatever goals may sit within your pillars, the how question is really going to be your, you know, how are we going to make this happen? It's it's the it's the habits, it's the steps that you take and if you want to, or if it's applicable, I think adding a win to each of these pillars is really crucial too, and can be very helpful when it comes to goal setting. So when do you want the certain goals that, you know, sort of lie within those different pillars to be achieved by, or maybe from a different perspective, when do you want to do the steps that you identified when you answered the how question? So what part of your routine are those habits or those day-to-day tasks that you answered within asking yourself how, when do you want to be doing those things? Like, so for me, I was like, I just find that I am so much better about consistently exercising if I just get it over with first thing in the morning. It's a lot easier to go in the evening, but going in the morning, I know nobody's going to bother me from work. I know that it's so nice to just get it done and then not have to worry about it the rest of the day, and I knew that once I did it for like two or three weeks, it would become habit and routine for me, and I would want to keep doing that. So I asked myself, okay, I know that one of the hows for focusing on my health and wellness is you know, showing up to this workout class that I enjoy doing and trying to go to it four to five times a week. So I asked myself, when am I going to be integrating that into my day-to-day life? And I I asked myself, do I think that evening or morning will be more beneficial? And I actually did a variety of different times throughout 2023 that I did work out because it worked differently during different seasons of life for me, which is totally okay. So it started out as like lunchtime workouts during busy season. And then I moved to morning workouts um, about almost halfway through the year and I've kind of stuck with that since then and that's just what works best for me. So asking yourself when is really good for creating a baseline routine for yourself that incorporates the how steps from each of your pillars depending on how frequently you engage which each with each of those how items in your pillars. So Maybe it's a habit that you do daily, or maybe it's a habit that you do weekly or monthly, but when you ask yourself how, and then you start coming up with those tangible and actionable steps, you can also ask yourself when you're going to be doing each of those actionable and tangible steps. And the second thing to do to really become your best self and just level up in the new year is to leave last year in the rear view. And I think that this one, I when I say this, I'm especially talking about when it comes to beliefs you may have about yourself because of things that have happened in prior years. And we can't let the things that we went through in 2023 or even earlier years give us a one-track mind when it comes to our beliefs about ourselves. So for example, say 2023, you went through a really rough breakup and it has you feeling like you're not good enough. Erase those thoughts and remind yourself that you are a whole human being with or without that significant other as hard as that is to accept and as tough as a pill as that is to swallow it is true you know like you are good enough you were good enough before that relationship you were good enough in that relationship and you are good enough after that relationship and whether or not you're in one or with a specific person determines your worth and another example if you lost your job you may feel like you're never going to find another one or that it's really difficult for you to find another one If you remind yourself that there is an opportunity out there for you and as long as you are, you know, taking the steps and working towards finding it, such as applying the jobs, interviewing, networking, etc., something is eventually bound to happen for you and try not to beat yourself up over the timing of it As as, as hard as it is to just trust the process and during that uncertain season of life because I know that when you're you know really needing to find a job and it's really proving to be a difficult process and you know you need a job to pay the bills just work hard to find whatever it may be and i'm a big believer that if you're putting in the work that you will see a result you know it's it may not be on the timing that you want it to be or on the timing that you think it will be but i think trusting that it will happen for you as long as you're putting in that work it can really help your mindset about you know losing your job and feeling like you may not find another one and another example if you're struggling with burnout from 2023 you may feel like setting any goals at all for 2024 is too big of a step then give yourself some time to rest and recharge and you know we need to clearly revisit goal setting on our own terms with a clear mind when we're not burnt out because our it's really hard to sit down and plan goals for ourselves and think of what we want for ourselves when we're extremely burnt out in some way or another. And I think that it's also really important to really just ask yourself, you know, why am I burnt out and how did this happen? Was there a lack of boundaries? Am I just too passionate about something and need to you know, maybe establish more boundaries or am I being taken advantage of in some sense, you know, really ask yourself, give yourself that time really to sit down and just rest, recharge, whatever way works for you. Cause we all rest and recharge differently and revisit goals on your own time and on your own terms. And, you know, we may need to see if we like bought into hustle culture too much, but ultimately, you know, you don't want to be carrying in burnt out energy from, the year before, into a new year without giving yourself proper time to rest. And, you know, you can you can continue working as hard as you were in the year before, but you absolutely have to rest. You are a human being, not a machine, and you need to give yourself some time to rest. And I just really think that there's so many, so often, you know, we, so many things will happen to us, but, and it's really easy to let those things define us and define our worth. And we think that those things Write our story, but to me, how we react and respond to those things is how we write our story. Not the actual things happening to us, but how we react and respond to them. And if you, we are living in the narrative that everything that happened to me in 2023 or years prior, that is my narrative and that is my story, you know, you're really giving yourself a one track mind and kind of living based on the belief that you can't really make change for yourself based on what happens for you happens to you but ultimately the way you're reacting and responding to those things it's going to make a world of a difference in how your your the the next year goes after going through things one year because you can keep carrying you know the burdens and the hardships of prior years with you and I'm not sitting here saying to you know, just clear your mind of all that, of and everything's going to be okay because I know that's not the truth. You know, those when things happen to us, they impact us and they do stay with us forever. But we have a choice and even a responsibility to react and respond to them in ways that allow us to keep living life and keep going. Like, yes, we are forever changed by those things. But, you know, that doesn't mean that that becomes our entire story and our entire narrative and that, you know, we have to, we do have to continue living our lives and, you know, you do have to sort of move on and away from it at some point. So it's important to just, to the extent you can, you know, once you've really given yourself time to work through and process things that have happened to you in the past, ask yourself, okay, now how am I going to move on and react and respond from this? So The third thing is to embrace screwing up and stop feeling sorry for yourself. There have been so many times where I've been wrong and admitting it and learning from it rather than trying to avoid confrontation with the fact that I messed up and actually having to admit it has been so difficult. And with the former, so with being wrong and admitting it and learning from it, I can look back and literally see the growth and learning i experienced and was able to continue moving forward more fearlessly in those situations whereas with the latter so when i have trying to avoid tried to avoid confrontation because of messing up and having to own up to it and admit it with all of those times i was so predisposed with not messing up again that i lost opportunities to learn and grow And I made decisions that were driven by the fear of screwing up rather than decisions that I could have been making with having faith in myself from learning and growing from the opportunities that I did mess up and reflected on it and learned from it. So I know that was probably a mouthful and a lot to kind of like digest, but ultimately I've, especially just as an adult and in my adult life and as a professional that's, you know, worked a corporate job. I just, all the times I think of where I have messed up and I've, you know, owned up to it and I've, you know, really asked myself, what can I do to keep this from happening again? I have grown so much in those, within those experiences and from those experience as compared to, when I was like, oh crap, I screwed up and I don't really wanna admit it because admitting it's really uncomfortable. It means I'm having to accept the fact that despite every effort, I wasn't perfect like I was expecting myself to be and wanted to be in that situation. And it's uncomfortable to admit that you failed in doing so when you gave it your all. So in all of those situations, I experienced like little to no growth because I became so frozen by fear that I was going to screw up again and I was like walking on eggshells in whatever situation it was that I was messing up in. Whereas when I've really asked myself, you know, like, okay, what can I do to avoid this happening again? I screwed up. I admit it and I accept it. I accept that I'm human and I'm moving on from it. I'm not carrying it with me. All I'm carrying with me is The things that I know that will help me from messing up in the future, but not the actual mess up itself. And in those situations, I just grew so much more immensely and I learned so much more. And facing and confronting your challenges and failures with love rather than admonishing yourself for it, sort of like what the quote says, recognize that you messed up and if it's applicable, acknowledge how you can fix it or keep it from happening again. Forgive yourself. Move on. No amount of beating yourself up, sulking, and feeling bad for yourself and self-pity will help you learn and grow and equip you better moving forward. It's just so much better to acknowledge, you know, what happened, ask yourself how you can fix it and forgive yourself and then keep keep moving forward because if you're just going to ruminate on it, you know, you're really going to be making all your decisions out of a position of being fearful of making that same mistake again rather than moving forward with the knowledge of how not to make that mistake again you kind of have two options you know it's like there's an opportunity to learn how to not make the mistake again and then there's the opportunity to just keep feeling bad for yourself and sulking and never really opening your mind and your eyes and your ears to how you can keep it from happening again and as a result you know you're just making decisions out of fear of making that mistake again and feeling for, sorry for yourself really just enables you to keep tolerating it or allowing whatever it is that is cause, causing you to wallow in that self-pity in my opinion and if there's a way you can make a change or rewire your thoughts with this definitely do so but it's obviously way easier said than done in my experience the more you feel sorry for yourself you get stuck in this thought pattern of assuming the worst or assuming nothing can or will change. And it becomes like this disease that you can't get rid of because your reflex to adverse things happening to you is to feel sorry for yourself. And as a result, you're just going to stay in that position. And it's just not fun for other people to be around either when that's the way you're kind of going about living your life and I started to notice, this is like when I really noticed, you know, there was a problem in my corporate job that I just recently quit. I really did feel so sorry for myself because I was like, this is crazy that I'm having to work, you know, unpaid overtime for such a large chunk of the year and put this job above myself and above people who mean the most to me just in order to, you know, Make it through a day, and when I like really started realizing that I was just almost feeling sorry for myself, and just assuming that you know it, just kind of telling myself this is just the way it is, and it's not gonna get better. That it just kind of put me in this really dark and negative headspace, you know, where I just kind of expected the worst for myself, and. I Since I didn't have, you know, really many boundaries or any at all for the most part um, while I was working that job, I just felt like I was in this constant cycle of setting myself up to feel sorry for myself. And I feel like I didn't really express it outwardly, but it did sort of, I do feel like that because I was so negative inwardly to myself and just kind of felt sorry for myself, I... I do think that, you know, other people can pick up on that energy and it's not fun to be around. I think that a lot of you all noticed it in my content. I've seen so many people already say I sound and seem so much happier since I quit that job, um, which is absolutely so true. But I really just felt like I kind of almost became addicted to being able to feel sorry for myself because it was just like a coping strategy in that terrible situation. And as a result, you know, I... I could have stayed in that job forever because I I was so, I was able to blame, you know, the job and it it was almost easier to do that than it was for me to do the uncomfortable and set difficult boundaries and stand up for myself and as a result, I just kept feeling bad for myself but nothing's going to change if I'm just sitting there feeling bad for myself so I don't know, it's kind of a very complex emotion almost. And something that's difficult to articulate for me, but I tried to do my best to articulate it and how it kind of impacted my overall existence in 2023, because I definitely think this was something that sort of made my 23 a lot more difficult mentally and emotionally. But being able to embrace screwing up and accepting that, you know, you're a human and we're imperfect and we make mistakes and just get rid of situations that keep you constantly feeling sorry for yourself I just feel like you can absolutely blossom and grow into like a whole other person when you're not constantly put in these situations to feel sorry for yourself and getting addicted to just having something to blame because it's way more comfortable than actually making a change. So the fourth thing for leveling up and becoming your best self is to set a day in the calendar each month to reflect on the month and then plan for the month ahead. So this is one that I'm doing this year. If y'all want to join me in doing it for the first time, I have really, I mean, I say I'm doing it for the first time, but honestly, the back, like the last quarter of 2023, I started doing this on the podcast where I kind of did monthly reset episodes. And in those monthly reset episodes, usually a portion of the episode was dedicated to reflecting in some way, shape or form on the month prior. And this year I'm really trying to set a day in the calendar And even if it's just like an hour on a Sunday morning to just sit down and reflect on the month and plan for the next month. And I just think that this helps us to reassess regularly throughout the year what's working and what's not working for us, where we're at with goals and checking in with them, what to do's we still have left over from the month before that we need to carry over into the next month or which ones we may have put down that we didn't accomplish that we don't really need to carry into the next month. And overall, it just helps us be more present. And we, I think, remember more as humans instead of just letting the years pass us by when we take the time to sit down and reflect each month. Even if you're just literally writing like a highlight and a low light each month. And I think even that as a bare minimum is just a way to sort of reflect and it, you know, kind of forces you to practice gratitude to an extent for a little bit. So it can be really helpful, but... I definitely am wanting to do this too because I know I've talked about it in podcast episodes but I got a doodle journal for 2024 and I'm obsessed with it and I've only you know really started with like the coloring aspect of it with filling it out I haven't like totally gone through and filled it out yet but I'm definitely planning on utilizing it to help me do this sort of monthly reflection And the very last thing is to incorporate some form of planning into your life. And if you're a type B person, I'm sorry, you probably don't want to hear this, but you really can't operate as an adult, in my opinion, off of desire and drive alone. Or you can operate off of those things. But a lot of times the greatest change and the biggest changes happen in those moments where you aren't operating off of your desire or drive alone and you're doing it based off of just your sheer dedication and i just think you'd be surprised by how many recurring pain points you can mitigate in your life just by planning a little bit more for example asking yourself what's for jenner when am i going to work out today do i have time to go to brunch this weekend when does this project due again all of these questions that you're asking yourself require you to exert mental energy each time you think of them and you're having to rack your brain to sort through all of those events and to-dos in your head and deadlines you are wasting so much mental energy that could be saved up or used to do something else and the need to have to constantly revisit your to-dos and schedules in your head really can lead to a form of burnout and mental exhaustion and It sounds kind of robotic, but the more you can have things noted down somewhere or planned out to an extent, the less energy you'll spend doing all the mental gymnastics day in and day out trying to figure out what you need to do and what you do and don't have time for. I notice that I feel a hundred times more drained at the end of the day or at the end of a week when I have no sort of schedule or plan set for the week because I'm constantly asking myself the same question that I'm constantly having to ask myself, okay, wait, when am I doing this again? When is it scheduled for? Oh yeah, what to-dos do I need to get through today? And just, it, it sets you up for too many times to have to rack your brain and too many times to have to make a decision. If you can eliminate as many of those pain points of racking your brain and making decisions, it will overall just give you so much more Stillness and clarity and mental peace in my experience because if you think about it you know when all of those things are kind of already noted down planned out and they're jotted down for you and all you have to do is check your phone really quick or check your planner really quick or check your to-do list really quick that is so much less of a process than having to like pull out your email search for when that meeting is or go through your email and figure out which open item to do's you still have so maintaining some sort of to-do list having some sort of planning whether you're putting things in your google calendar once a week or once a month or using a paper planner whatever it may be i truly think that you can just eliminate so much mental gymnastics and pain points from your life the more that you can allow yourself to just move along your day knowing that your to-dos and your timeline and your schedule is all in one place and maybe not even in one place but it's all been spoken for and accounted for and you're not having to you know really revisit the same things day in and day out and it just really makes you a lot more scatterbrained in my opinion when you're not planning or doing to-dos and you become more forgetful and you know you may miss meetings you may forget about doing something when you're not planning things out and all of those things can it's really like a domino effect you know if you say you forget to put that you have plans with a friend on Saturday like down in your phone and I know it may sound ridiculous to forget about something like that, but I know that we are all very busy human beings and we have a lot going on and it can be really easy, especially if it's planned, you know, a few weeks in advance and say that Saturday rolls around and you forget about it. You end up standing up your friend, they end up showing up and you're not there. And then the next domino that falls, you know, that, that friends may be upset with you and then you feel really guilty and bad. So now you're having the deal with all of these emotions that come with that and that becomes an emotional process and it's an exhausting emotional process and then you have to reschedule something and it's you see what I mean it's just like a domino effect when you just don't take that one little extra step to plan something or jot it down or keep a to-do list in some regard and it can just really eliminate so much mental gymnastics and mental exhaustion for you. And there were definitely weeks where I would just be really lazy when it came to my to-do list and my planning in 2023 and those weeks I felt just so drained at the end of every day and at the end of the week because I was constantly just being pulled in so many different directions because I was like wait, what do I what did I need to get done this week for YouTube? Did I have any meetings? Like what, which content was due? Oh crap, now I have to like drop everything and you know, get this content in late at night and it's just, it created so much extra stress and chaos for myself on those weeks when I could have just had it all under control had I taken an extra 5 or 15 minutes to plan things out. So that is the last thing I have for this episode, but I hope you all enjoyed it and I hope it was insightful for you and helpful when it comes to the new year and I know that even if you're not necessarily setting, you know, resolutions, it's there's just something in the air in January that with it being a new year that makes you want to really just jump in and reassess your goals and your habits and make some changes. So I hope that this el- episode was helpful in jump starting that process for you or giving you some more ideas if you've already started that process. So I love you all so much. Thank you all for being here and for listening. And I will talk to you all next week. Be sure to follow In bloom podcast on Instagram follow me on my personal Instagram if you want. It's always in the show notes. And I also upload once a week on YouTube, hopefully more. um, once we're back from the honeymoon, I'm hoping to get some more content out weekly for you guys. So I love you all. And I hope you all have a great morning, day, evening when you're listening to this and I'll talk to y'all next Monday.